are the gentlemen advancing the melody. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Back at it again, brother Jay, back at it again. Yes, sir, yes, sir brother. How how goes it in the Northern Virginia area? Man, I, well, you know, we, we, we dug out a foot of snow, mm-hmm. a little more than a foot of snow. And this time, the, the weatherman got it right. Most of the time, I say the weatherman probably like 35, 40% right. He's Most false, of the time. The weatherman or the weather woman is a false prophet, brother. Yeah, that's that's true. But this 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 time, though. It was accurate, huh? <laughs> yeah, they were accurate, but nobody believed them. It's like the, it's like the, 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 the Boy who, man or woman that cried wolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we got all, we got all... All foot of that damn snow, man. Bro, I hate, are people I hate, off ninety five yet, or are they still stuck? Man, yo, man, if a senator, if a senator can't get off ninety five and that shit, man, like somebody like me and you, we got no hope, no hope, no chance, man. <clears throat> but to be fair, Kev, he didn't leave his location until one o'clock in the middle of the day after it already did a lot of what it was going to do. Yeah, that's it. He probably didn't think that one through. Senators don't get like a helicopter or nothing. They just get the way they get security. Do they get security? They get security. They got a detail. But I think it's it's like when it's I don't think they have like 24-7 detail. Got it. Yeah. All our all of our listeners in the uh security personnel industry, personnel security, however you want to qualify it, reach out to us, man, and let us know. Do do senators get like a 24-7 security detail. Cause I'm just saying, if I if I'm a senator, man, I want my security detail to say, yo, wait up, Kev. Senator Kev, you you probably don't want to get out, get out here on these roads. You might want to wait. <laughs> you might want to call the autumn. Like, I feel like somebody should have advised that man. Or at least a driver to be like, hey, hey, player. Yeah, man. This ain't happening this, today. This ain't it. Pull your Prius to the side. This ain't it. Yeah, it ain't happening today, man. You know. You know, some people like that stuff, man, because it's a story to tell. The time they were stuck on 95 for 27 hours straight with a half-eaten Snickers bar and a <laughs> bottle a bottle of uh, uh, Aquafina. <laughs> That's it. I, I was watching the news, and um, one of my frat brothers sent out a text, and he lives close to your area, and... Mm-hmm. Um, so he sent out this huge group ch- uh, text in the chat. He was collecting donations because he was going to gather like money and items to take, you know, to help feed the individuals. He was like, you know, like a sandwich, a snack, some chips, two bottles of water, whatever. So he um he raised like maybe like three or four thousand bucks, mm. um, and was able to like get some stuff passed out. Him and his crew went and passed some stuff out, but. I probably would have just abandoned. Well, first of all, I'm from the hills of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I, Y'all probably can deal with it a little better than we can in true, Virginia, though. True, but we yeah. also understand when it's an 85% chance, sit your Stay ass your ass down. at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, 
this ain't the time to be the uh, um, you know, Captain Save a This this ain't it, bro. Like that's real. That's sit real. Sit down and it, see what happens. And if it doesn't happen around the time they say it's going to happen, then we may go out and we may test the waters a little bit. But like, no. Like stay in the, stay in the house, man. You know, people. But you know, the people that power their power was out two three days. Like that's kind of crazy. It's too cold for that. You know what I'm saying? So I can see why some people had to get out. But for the most part, I think people like to get out into the chaos and carnage, man. So they can funny. say they did it, right? Yeah, so they say they did it. But it's funny because it was one uh, one interview I saw on television. And I think the couple, um, they were driving up from Florida, right? And the woman gets on the the uh, in front of the camera and responds to the reporter. Yeah, well, you know, we we... We, we just weren't prepared. We have light jackets. How, how, how didn't Virginia know that this was coming? How didn't they know? It's like, well, yo, how, how didn't Virginia know that your ass was driving up from Florida with a members only jacket? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, yo, but it's, also, that? it's also January. So we know that live above a certain geographical location. We know like when you leave the house, kind of have to be prepared for some stuff. Hey, man, Especially it's, it's with January. The weather changing as it is, like, I had an extra coat, I got a blanket in the car, hat and gloves, just in case. I just took my snow boots out the car a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to throw them back in there, just in case, right? Like, See, you sound like a black man in America, man. You you got to prepare for everything bro, <laughs> when you get time, in your vehicle. At all times. <laughs> Real. I just got rid of the all black outfit just in case I got a stumping nigga. Like, hey man, I keep I keep a pair of all black Air Force Ones in the car just bruh, in case. <laughs> I used to have case. a whole outfit, bro. <laughs> Hat, gloves, just in case the bat signal went up and I didn't have time to get to uh, anything to change. Man, I tell you one thing, though, I don't think nobody coming back to Virginia after that one. <laughs> I don't think nobody want to come back to Virginia. You know, you know, in the DMV, man, people in D.C. talk shit about Virginia. People in Maryland talk shit about Virginia. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, y'all do understand it's like a f- less than a five mile drive. Like it's not <laughs> it's not like we're on the other side of the country. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't think nobody want to come out to Virginia after that, man. That's fair. And then, bro, but I understand not it. to mention, like, the number of flights being canceled due to the pandemic and bad weather. Yeah, yeah. Like we we know people personally who've had several flights like canceled back to back. Supposed to be home on Sunday, didn't get home till Tuesday night. Yeah, man. And I I I don't envy people um that are going through those situations, but a God speeds to them, God speeds to them because they are at least dipping their toe in the water traveling, you know. Yeah. Um I think I think I'm shutting down my travel plans for for a good little while though, um, but I feel bad for them because you just don't know when your flight's gonna get canceled. And um, I got a friend out in Cali, and they're trying to find flights um, back east, mm. and they don't want to do a connecting flight. But that's all that's popping up though, and that's like a 50-50 coin toss, man. Like you don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Yo, and I I told. So one of my frat brothers, uh, he hit us up in the group chat and I said, yo, bro, get on the first flight. He was coming from Seattle. Get on the first flight that's going to bring you closer east. One of my friends, it took her six flights to get home. That's ugly, man. 
That make me not even fly, man. She was coming from Cali. Mm. And so she was like, she's like, yo, bro, like, as soon as all my direct flights kept getting canceled and then they would rebook me, and then as soon as the woman was going to print the ticket at the desk, that one was canceled. So she said, the lady at the desk told me, she said, baby, listen, just go east. Whatever flight is going to get you east. I follow that shit like the North Star. Yeah, she said, <laughs> she was like, I, because this it's going to be hard to get you from coast to coast right now. But if you are closer in to flights that are more guaranteed to go in. If you can that. make it to Missouri or make it to Texas, <laughs> pick one or the other. She said, baby, At just, least you're, half, you're halfway well, home. So she, <laughs> yeah, she said six flights. That's ugly, man. And that, is there a trip that you would want to take that's worth six flights, man? Like, I mean, let, let's just say that we, all of the carnage that's going on now wasn't happening. But is, is there like is there like a destination that you would do six flights to get to? Bro, the only way, the only way that I would do a six flight trip would be is if I had extended layovers in all of those uh, mm. cities. And mm-hmm. I could explore. Like um, when I went to Cuba, I had a 18 hour layover in Panama. So, I mean, that was enough time for us to, we checked into a hotel. We toured what Panama had, the club, yeah. the casino, nightlife, good drink, good food. And then went to bed, woke up, went to the airport. Something so you like would do that, that on like a road trip almost. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just be, now, now, I do know individuals who have done that to save money. Ain't no way in hell, man. Right. I I don't want to. I don't want to get on a flight if I got a connector just because I just I've I've been stuck in uh what is it in Atlanta Hartfield International Airport. Yo, <laughs> I've been stuck in Atlanta overnight Listen. because my flight was delayed because of bad weather and I missed my connecting flight and had to sleep in the Atlanta airport, man, because all the hotels around the airport. <laughs> Well, the end was full, brother Jay. The end was full. That's the worst, bro. Like I've been on a flight where literally I landed and had to pull an OJ to get from one polar opposite of the airport. Now, for those of you who don't understand, this is OJ running through the airport, not OJ with you know the other thing. But yeah, yeah, if, the Hertz commercial. Yeah. <laughs> the, Hertz, the Hertz commercial. Not yeah. uh, <laughs> so. So you would jump, you was jumping over luggage, knocking old ladies down, jumping over, <laughs> jumping over children. <laughs> luckily, luckily I didn't have any checked bags. And so after a few situations where I had to be rerouted, but my bag was already on the original plane. And so the bag didn't end up in my destination. And I try not to check a bag as often as I can. I got to figure it out. Either I'm packing light and I buy everything there. Or I go back into pledge mode and be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, pack light, bro," because you never know when you're gonna have to uh, blow the popsicle stand. Dude, that's why I watch those YouTube videos on how to pack up shit, yes, man, sir. and put your socks in your shoes and roll up your underwear and put them in the shoe, like to save money. Well, not with to save money, but also to save time and space to try to figure out what you can get in the carry on, man. Because uh-huh. I'm telling you, man, I uh, you remember that movie, Meet the Parents? Yeah. Meet the parents with uh, Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his experience. He lost his, he couldn't get his bag because he didn't check his, well, he checked his bag, couldn't get his bag. And it, 
every time they brought the, the, the bag to the house that he was staying in, they brought the wrong bag. <laughs> and so like, I want, I'm, I don't, I never want to be in that type of situation, man. So man. if I'm going somewhere and I know I'm staying more than, more than three or four days, I'll take a big suitcase and I'll check it. But if I know it's like fewer than three days and I might be able to swing it and I know it's not a lot of events that you got to change and swap shit out, then I'm going to do a carry on, man. Cause I don't want to, I, I, I've been, I've been in the airport, man, when you don't have your, your bags and you don't have your toothbrush, can't change your drawers. This ain't a good look. Brother. So I, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's never hearing, a good look, hearing those horrible stories, I think I was in college and one of my frat brothers, mind you, he was very irresponsible. He comes back and he tells us like he's telling us about his travel mishaps. So ever since then, I always pack um, draws, wipes, um, toothbrush, toothpaste, and I have the travel size mouthwash. Right? I, yeah, man. That goes Gotta with keep it. everywhere. Yeah. And I started doing an extra pair of socks just in case the shoes get wet. Right? Oh yeah, that's that's real. So if the bag gets lost, I'm gonna be good. Uh, I'm going to be better than most. Yeah, yeah. You you at least, you know, like you say, you at least be able to be somewhat comfortable. And presentable you know, and somewhat and presentable. Somewhat hygienic, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> but no. But you so, know, I love I love the I love the fact you gotta wear a mask on a plane, though, man. I love it. Cause I, I don't like smelling people's walk by air on an airplane or they breath or nothing. <laughs> Hate it. But yeah, you mentioned you mentioned your frat brothers, man. You know, you had a a founders day, man. I think mm-hmm. those brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated yeah. founded January 5th, 1911 uh-huh. on the campus of Indiana University. Uh-huh. I believe you, I believe that y'all setting off the month of January yeah. with our, all the Founders Day activities. Yeah, you know, I, I, I started sending out text messages yesterday, uh, well, on Founders Day and said, um, you know, happy noop year, right? This is our, yeah, this is our, this is the beginning of the year for us, and so mm-hmm. we, we bring it on. And then um, we handed we handed to y'all, right? Yeah, hey man, we up next, man. Yeah, January we handed 9th, to y'all on the ninth. Those brothers of the fire and brimstone. Uh huh. My brothers of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, founded January 9th, nineteen fourteen, on the campus of Howard University. You know what I mean? So yeah, we we up we up next, man. And then then you gotta give it up, give it up to all of the sororities. You know what I'm saying? You know. What's if you go goes? by age and if you go by age and who was first, then of course one organization probably say you need to shout us out based on age and seniority. But we're gonna go by know, calendar. We got the lovely ladies of Delta Sigma Theta uh-huh. Sorority Incorporated, oh, founded January 13, 1913, on the campus of Howard University. Yep. They coming up, and then right behind them, those professional, sophisticated ladies of Alpha. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority uh-huh. Incorporated, founded January 15, 1908, on the campus of Howard University. And then we we kick it back to my my sorrows, my sorrows, man. Yeah. Those lovely, lovely and divine ladies of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, founded on the campus of Howard University, January 16, 1920, man. Yeah. Yeah. So all 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 the Jays, all the Jays uh kick off the month. I, I do like this time of year, man, because it's funny. Everybody shouting out my you know, your timelines on all your social media going crazy like every other day. Every other day. 
and you get messages and people that shout you out. I didn't I didn't think people cared about Founders Days like that, man. At least at least folks who are not part of your organization, but it feel good people shout you out, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like it's a, another holiday, bro. It's another yeah. holiday. It really it really is, man. You get a chance to kick it with kick it with your brothers and your sisters on occasion that you haven't seen in a while and toast it up to your founders, man. I I just got mad respect for all of the founders of all of the organizations. Um, especially the ones in the Centennial Club, because mm-hmm. me, yo, they had to go through a lot, man. And shout, and shout out to uh, Sigma Gamma Rho, yes, Sorority Incorporated. Though they're not a January org, but they were founded on the campus of Butler University in Indiana, November twelfth, nineteen twenty-two. But I'm shouting them out because they will officially become part of the Centennial Club this November. And they're definitely going to, I don't know how this is going to work, but I think they're celebrating on 1922, which is also y'all's day. So oh, I don't that's know. Tough. So I get it. That's tough. I get it. I was like, yo, that's dope. Because we did the same thing in 11, uh, 1911. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's going to be dope. Um, and so it's the Elite Eight that it's will real, be man. 100. And then we just have one more that will join us. Mm, we got about another 42 years. <laughs> Look, bro, I looked at the counter like oh. think about it. We got about at least another 42 years, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, but but shout shout out to uh the brothers of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated, founded on the campus of Morgan State University, September 19th, I believe, 1963. So they got a little ways, but you know, we we rep the divine nine. We love all y'all. It's all it's all funny games when you're on the yard, man. Some some people just take it too seriously yep. sometimes. Man, you know, you see, you got a, a Sigma and a Kappa working together. Yeah. How, who, who knew? Unanimity <laughs> of thought and action, right? <laughs> yeah, but shout out, shout out to all the Greeks, man. All the Greeks. Yo, this this year, I, I don't know about you, brother Jay, but uh 2022 um is keeping on pace. Bruh. It's keeping on pace with uh with 2021. With its, man. With its cousins. With all of his raggedy ass cousins, man, we got the flu fluorona. We got the fluorona, man. Did, did you hear about that? The fluorona, Bruh. I, so when I was reading it, I was like, so this basically is when you are, um, when you test positive for the flu and the coronavirus at the same time. Damn, <laughs> yo. And the more and more I thought about it, I was like, bro, I'm going to just stay home. Like, I- What have we done to deserve this, <laughs> brother, Jack? Like, seriously, what have we deserved? What have we done to deserve this, man? We got so many damn lot. variants and shit coming out. I, I had a I had a breakdown, man. I said I just want the alpha and the omega to end all this shit. Because, <laughs> dog, this is, this is getting crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> And, and, and sticking it to our, our with our Greek theme, you know what I'm saying? I need the Alpha and the Omega to just show up, man, and go and put a put a rap to all this, man. Ahead. Tell Gabriel to sound his horn. Sound it, just <laughs> blow them jumps, man. Yeah. We got the LMNOP joint coming out, man. <laughs> the, the I hate you joint coming out, man. God damn, it's a lot. But so, and I was wondering, I say, is this a unique strand of the flu? Um. That I, I I was going to do more research on it, but like you said, it was heavy and depressing, and I just kept scrolling. Like I can't do that. Yeah, man. I, I I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put my faith in prayer and my booster shot, man. I'm gonna keep it moving. I, and I get it. People is out here still talking trash about the vaccines or whatever, man. But look, 
ain't dead. <laughs> I ain't been in the hospital and I haven't caught the Corona knock on wood. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing, man. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think about uh, the first, the first week or so of 2022 man you know you got 70 degree weather then the next day a foot of snow then you got the the elemental p variant or marion the flu rona all that running around then you got a you got a brother like antonio brown man antonio brown antonio. wide receiver for the tampa bay buccaneers were well, formerly of the tampa bay buccaneers i reckon formerly of the tampa bay bucks I got I got so many questions about AB man, you know, so, hell of an athlete. So before Oof. before you do that, give yeah. give our listeners just in case they aren't fully aware of why Antonio Brown is um is trendy. Is trendy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, first and foremost, uh Ant- Antonio Brown is a wide receiver in the NFL. And if you all are familiar with the wide receiver position in the NFL. Um, it's uh, affectionately known as the diva position. The diva, they call it the diva position because you've had a wide variety of characters in that role who have been, could be classified as divas, you know, whether it be uh, Randy Moss, one of the greats, uh, Terrell Owens, one of the greats, uh, somebody like a Michael Irvin, real loud and boisterous and, and talk a lot of trash, but gets it done on the field. You know, now this is a little different than, you know, somebody who's who's great like Jerry Rice, who doesn't doesn't talk a whole bunch of trash, just goes out and puts on puts it all on the field. Yeah. But the more diva tendencies that you have, the more notoriety that you get. And that has a uh that like prior to social media. Like if you were making headlines because of things off the field, you would get more attention. Maybe you get a contract out the deal. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But anyway, Antonio Brown has kind of kept up in the spirit of being a diva in the NFL. Uh, Tampa Bay, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is his uh, fourth team, I believe. Now, now fourth team in a span of four years roughly so he, he had a, a pretty pretty stellar career in uh pittsburgh he was a stealer first nice little travel then and then hustled his way out of that contract and, and and got the bag with the oakland raiders at the time um but you know he uh, had a, a couple of off the field miscues and then he kind of just didn't understand how everything works as far as like yo sometimes you just gotta shut the hell up and get your money. And so he uh blew a guaranteed 30 million dollars with the Oakland Raiders cuz somewhat of a diva and a live wire. Live wire. Very live good. wire. That's good. Good. Yeah. yeah good. Goes to goes to the New England Patriots from the Oakland Raiders and it's playing for perhaps the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the GOAT and Tom Brady spends about a weekend, <laughs> about a weekend with New England. One game and uh, off the field accusations, attitude, diva tendencies, got him put out. Tom Brady loves this guy, and Tom Brady wanted him in Tampa when he went to Tampa. So he 
smoothed it over with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization, AB becomes a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They win a Super Bowl. Everything is all good, right? AB was having somewhat of a quiet year because he only <laughs> played five games this quiet. season. Yeah, Quiet year, but then he had some injuries. But then he, he, he popped back up on the radar, Brother Jay, for um, submitting a, a fake <laughs> vaccination card to the NFL and to his team. Now, you know, there are players in the NFL currently that um, have not been vaccinated, and it's by choice, but they have to follow a different protocol. Now, A.B. eventually did get get vaccinated. However, at the time, he uses this fake vaccine card. (laughs) The fake vaccine card comes into question, Brother Jay, because A.B. doesn't like to pay vendors that he's he's working with. So a, a chef, a private chef, dimed him out because he didn't pay the chef his money. He brought the chef out from California to South Florida to prepare his meals. He's a world-class athlete. That's good. That's good and fine. But you might have to pay the man, especially if you in the NFL and you got a big-time contract and all of these incentives, et cetera. So he got dimed out by a chef. He didn't even get dimed out by another football player, a coach, <laughs> an owner, a GM. He got dimed out by somebody by... you refused to pay. So Yeah, <laughs> that's how he got dimed out. And so, you know, A.B. has had some questionable decisions over the last few years. Yes. And so uh, a few weekends ago, he's in the game. They're playing the New York Jets. New York Jets. They're down three scores, roughly, getting their ass kicked. He has three catches for 26 yards in this game. Complaining that he's not getting the ball because there's some financial incentives to get a certain amount of receptions in a given year. But then he also is playing on an injured ankle. Now, mind you, he had only played six games total in the entire 17-week NFL season. Injuries happen. Injuries happen. I understand it. So the fact that he was out there on an injured ankle, you know, I got mad respect for him because it's tough to play through injuries, especially in that position. So I guess there's a scuffle or a conversation that takes place between the coach, Bruce Arians of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and A.B. on the sideline during this game, telling him to get back in the game. He's saying, my ankle's injured. I can't. The coach is stating that A.B. never mentioned the ankle and basically was complaining that he wasn't getting enough balls thrown his way to meet the incentives of his contract. Mm-hmm. You know, there's his truth, his truth, and then the real truth, right? In this case, like, you know, it's, it's, it's he, he say, he, he say, he say in this case. Yep. But the, the thing that really uh, makes me chuckle about AB is that you get in a disagreement with your employer and your manager in this case, and you say to hell with it. In the middle of a game, the game wasn't over, wasn't pregame, wasn't halftime, wasn't postgame. In the middle of the game, Clock's on the sideline. Clock still running. You take off, you take off your, your, your pads, your shoulder pads and your jersey. Then you proceed to strip down <laughs> to nothing but your pants on, nothing but your bottoms on. You're waving at the fans. You're throwing out game, game-worn gloves. You're, you're throwing out your, your Under Armour T-shirt. You're doing jumping jacks. And you're trotting off the field. 
people in the stadium at the time don't necessarily know what's going on, but they just know, oh, that's A.B., and why is he half naked? And he rolls out. He gets fed up, and he legit rolls out strips and rolls out off the field, man. And so two things kind of took place when I watched that game and I watched like the responses from social media and Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that AB came back with initially, some of the things that the Tampa Bay Bucks organization said prior to releasing them. And I felt I had two feelings, brother Jay. One, I'm like, man, it's jacked up that in this case, this brother has legit showed his natural ass (laughs) like legit. Right. And he going to have to deal with like the blowback yeah, and the stereotypes that come with that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. Black men, black men, we, there's some stereotypes out there, man. You know, mm-hmm. that we angry, that uh, we're flamboyant, that we loud, kind of disruptive. You know what I mean? And in that instance, you could say he met all of those stereotype requirements. <laughs> he understood, the assignment. <laughs> he, uh, he understood the, the stereotype, the stereotypical assignment. <laughs> he understood the assignment, right? Because he legit showed his natural ass. And he left, he left to feel like I would want to leave a one-on-one with my manager sometime. Mm. Just want to, you know what? Just 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 just, just the hell with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like my man in uh, Lean on Me, man, when he flipped over <laughs> the table and crazy. <laughs> crazy joe's office mm-hmm. yeah man like sometimes I, so i understand that we don't necessarily know how to communicate our frustrations yeah. and that's what it looks like yeah but if if my memory serves me correct he had um he took a like a a huge huge hit um 2016 i believe Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that put him down. He had a concussion, and I think he put was, him out the game. He was out the game, and he was out the and, following week as well. Yeah, and ended the season for the most part. So he he he's taking some severe hits, and so so it's one it's the stereotype piece on one side of the coin, right? Yeah. And then I'm thinking like, dude, you stripping down to your skivvies on the sideline of a nationally televised game with perhaps the greatest quarterback of all time who's vouched for you and you rolling out, like it's not normal to me. It's not normal behavior, right? Yeah. And so my question is, you know, should people really be worried about AB getting back on the field or the rhyme or reason why he snapped out, you know, whether it was the coach's fault, the, the organization's fault, his fault, or should people really be thinking about, yo, this dude might need some help? And, you know, the media is saying, well, yeah, it's mental illness, mental illness. But it may not be mental illness. But I'm thinking, like, the dude could considerably have, like, brain damage, perhaps. From his injuries. It's, it's possible. I think. Because the, the behavior isn't normal. You know, with, yeah, with CTE and all of, the, all of the concussion protocols and, like, to find out the amount of brain damage that an NFL player has that you can't find out until after the player has is deceased because yeah. they can't do the, they can't do the research on the brain. Yeah. And so it just made me think I felt I, I was conflicted on, on one side of the equation. I was like, damn, that's funny as hell. And I want to go out. Like if I want to, if I leave a job that I hate or, or something like that, Shabang. bang, that's it. Ex- exhibit a, mm-hmm. that's how I'm going out. <laughs> Ronald Jones has left the building. <laughs> 
And he's left the building, might drop. But at the same time, though, I think it's, I don't know if it's for clickbait. I don't know if it's just, you know, a hot topic. But nobody's really talking about, like, is this dude legit okay? Mm-hmm. You know, they're either, they're either trashing them and you got the funny memes and all that stuff. Um, like one meme that one meme that I saw was him in the end zone, and at the top of at the top of the picture it said, "This is why mortgage companies verify your employment before closing." <laughs> this is why. It's a good illustration, though. That's it's a, a damn illustration. good illustration, right? So, so on one side it's funny, on the other side of the coin it's like, damn, yo, this, I feel bad for the brother because he's getting not only like the the the, the stereotypical shit talking that we 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 can get because if we don't temper our emotions and uh kind of curve what was coming out of our mouth so he's getting that then he's getting you know kind of the blowback from a lot of his past erratic behavior and then there's this rumor that it could be mental illness x y and z i'm concerned about him but at the same time, I don't know if I should be entertained either. Because, you know, those those stereotypes, those stereotypes follow us, man. They follow us regardless of your profession, your industry. Like, we we legit as black men, we can't just wild out, man, even though we feel like it and we want to. But every time that I've wild, I was wild. I mean, when I was in these streets, really wilding, Brother Jay, like really wilding, it never ended well for me, like ever. <laughs> yeah, I so couple things um i know you you asked the question should people be focusing on him returning or should they be focusing on like his well-being yeah and the truth of the matter is that most people will only see him as a football player that is going to help or hurt their fantasy league Mm. That's it. Or that betting line on FanDuel. Yeah, Yeah. that's it, right? Like, and that's the sad reality is that most professional athletes are only seen as individuals that have the potential to either help the team or hurt the team. Make me money or cost me money. Products. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Or, um, what was the book? Fifty Million Dollar Slave talks about you know the 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 concept of athletes still being a slave to a system. Mm-hmm. I was seeing a whole lot in social media, and before I really like paid attention to any of it, you had individuals referring to him as a boy, and you know how I feel about the word. Boy, indeed. Um, to a grown ass man. To a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Just the connotation that comes with that, especially when it comes from individuals that have the historical context and are doing it intentionally. Um. Then you know, I was reading about individuals that were you know saying he was being disrespectful and ungrateful and needed to follow the like the order of the coach and he needs to be put in line and I'm I'm reading all of this I'm just like wow property 
not necessarily a person, but property. Yeah. And then I'm hearing, you know, other people saying, regardless of the situation, what we saw, we don't know what caused what we saw. So if anything, we should be definitely sending him positive vibes for his well-being and his mental wellness. Because one, we don't know what caused any of this. Like what happened before this for him to act this way? Yeah. Now that's not saying that his behavior was justified, but I think a lot of his, um, I was reading something that said a lot, like his, his personality began to change after some of those head to head impacts. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, it. it's, it's highly interesting. Um, Cause it don't, it don't, it just doesn't seem like he been right since, man. And I mean that hit, that hit. Uh, it's a linebacker, uh, Buford, that played for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I remember the game. I remember the hit. Um, I think his name is Vontaze Buford. Yes. And Vontaze. Vontaze, yeah, Vontaze Buford. And the hit was crazy, man. And I mean, it put him out. And like, yo, ever since then. Nobody has kind of looked and said, you know what? Maybe he ain't right because mm. he ain't been right since, you know, these things have happened. And it just, it's, it, it's painful because it's like, damn, ain't nobody that concerned about the brother to really investigate further. So he got hit in 2016. A year later, he got hit again. Um, from what is that? George Yeka? Who, uh, what was the team? Uh, Bengals, the Bengals again, and then yeah, yeah, um, about a year after that, he got hit by Vontaze again. Yeah, man. I, Just I as know. his behavior was starting to become more and more unpredictable, and so mm-hmm. it it's it sounds it's very concerning. And then I also think about the situation of, um. We talk about the mistrust of the medical field with African Americans. Um, no one around him was paying attention because one, he was a product and he was making them money. And so, if we take him out of the game or we say that something is wrong, he's unable to make us money. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so, if this individual has been hit three times. Helmet to helmet and like major blows. And we're starting to see some differences. Maybe we need to really zero in and see it's like. Have things been impacted by these hits? Like, is there some type of deterioration of something in the brain that is causing this behavior? Like what? And we're, we're fans, you know what I mean. And it, like, I'm a fan. I have mm-hmm. I've haven't played. I didn't play football on a collegiate level or uh, pro level for sure. And so I'm looking at the game as a fan. Yeah. And to me, it's like, yo, something ain't right, man. But I, but I'm also looking at the game like a black man. It's like, yo, man, we we make a lot of decisions sometimes, and we have a lot of actions sometimes that are triggered by something else. Yeah. And so I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to it. Yeah, and I it just this is this is huge, right? Not to mention just the stuff that happened recently 
faking the vaccine card, knowing that that's like high time illegal. Yeah. Um, making poor decisions like not paying the individuals that you're hiring. Um, but then evidently there was something else that I read. Um, 2018, he had a feud with Steelers teammate uh, Ben. Oh, yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, man. After he threw patio furniture from his 14th floor apartment's window, almost hitting a child. Yeah. Missing uh, training camp when he was uh, with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trying to sue the NFL over the size of his helmet. Yeah. Trying to fight the team's general manager. It like... Then he was accused by sexual assault, um, accused of sexual assault by a former trainer. He retired, unretired, retired, unretired. Enrolled in school, (laughs) dropped out of school. It's a lot, right? Attacking a truck driver. He had a lot. There was a lot of Mm -hmm. things happening. And somewhere, someone should have said, hold on. Let's process this. This is a lot, bro. This, yeah. Just me reading this, and I'm just like, why is why has no one tried to intervene? Now, mm-hmm. to our knowledge, right, no one has intervened, but there there could have been some type of intervention. But the fact that there's they were still allowing him to play is concerning. Yeah. But going back to your stereotype thing, like, yes, but the question is, what was the trigger? Or what influenced the stereotype to be so in focus, if you will? Like, Mm -hmm. what is causing this erratic behavior? Flamboyant. Yep. Emotional, but unable to communicate or process emotions in a healthy way. So there's like outward behavior. And then, you know, yeah. other people can argue what does healthy, um, what, what what is a healthy way to process emotions? Um, not throwing your furniture off of a 14th floor balcony would probably. But be. if you yell, if you yell or raise your voice or you're excited, like hey, the man take that a different way, man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Especially if they already see you as a threat. Yeah. But, but. But who who owns that? Whose responsibility is that? You mm-hmm. see me as a threat, so am I supposed to be docile when you are around to yeah. you? Right? Like, I remember someone once said, I'm not intimidating, you're intimidated by me. It's two different things. Yeah. Right? And so you're intimidated by my confidence and by my character by my personality, by my strengths, my skills, my assets, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like what you're intimidated by, like what you are afraid of has nothing to do with the thing causing the fear. That's nothing to do with it. Like you got to check this. And so when you're already seen as a threat, the smallest thing can be turned into a even larger threat. Yeah. So he must feel, have been, he must have been hella mad, him. right? To throw patio furniture from his 14th floor apartment window, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Especially you know if you could hit somebody, you know, in the in the in the instant that it occurred, you're not thinking about oh this 
fucking couch might smack somebody in the yeah. head. But then that also goes back to, you know, what we see as a child. What What is in our environment that makes us think that this type of behavior is acceptable to where we repeat it? Or, right, um, domestication. Um, in the book, The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. you know, the author talks about how we are domesticated as children by our environments, by the rules, by the systems that are in place. So, like, what, what was in the environment for us to learn, like, oh, this is appropriate behavior. This is how you respond. When you get upset, you throw stuff. You break stuff. And, you know. Now, you're talking about a football player who you kind of need to be on a tad bit of the extreme side. On the field. To be a sec- on the field. Yeah. Like, you just you just don't cut that off when you walk out the stadium, though. You, you, you. Fair. I will say fair. One would yeah. think you it's kind of like Will Smith playing, um, you know, an Independence Day after he's off the set. Like characters over, bro. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, your character didn't alien. forget to do this. Will forgot to do this. Right. Yeah. But but then <laughs> you also have to, you know, extend grace. Like, yeah, I get it. We really want you to be aggressive and hit things and, you know, cause damage and bodily harm to people we really can't expect you to like start singing Mary had a little lamb as soon as the whistle's blown. Yeah. Going back to what I've said previously, um, children can't be what they don't see. And so if as a child, I'm constantly seeing people are aggressive and like all this other stuff, I'm going to think that that's how I'm supposed to respond until I'm shown different. But if, if it's past a certain point, even if I'm showing that it's different, I may look at you like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you responding the way I'm responding? Mm-hmm. Because now my my view or adjudication of perfection is based on my experience. And anything that is different than what I'm doing, it's not perfect. But And I think that's that's a lot to unpack there, bro. With, it is man with a b with the black male stereotypes i think it's 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 a thing that we have to i know we laugh about certain things especially and we have to a lot of times we laughing to, laughing to keep from through, crying yeah 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 and there's things we ain't got to talk about it on the air because there's some things that we as black people we laugh about that we laugh about inside yeah. the house we don't laugh about it outside the house. Mm-hmm. Like when we are around others yeah, that look yeah. like us, yeah, we can share in the laugh. But don't you dare bring up what we just joked about in front of these people that don't look like us. Yeah. Because there's a level of understanding that they're not going to get. And I think um, <laughs> initially when I saw the video without context, I was like, this brother has lost his shit. Dude. And then, but then, because so it was like he lost it, and then it's like, yo, I get it, man. <laughs> if I'm pissed there. off with my employer, I've been there. Like, yo, I, that's the way to go. I'm gonna take my shirt off. Yeah. I'm throwing shit. I'm out. <laughs> After the shock wore off, it was like mm, I can identify with this. I can identify. And so, so then, brother Jeff, I'm like, damn, is there something wrong with me too? <laughs> <laughs> because I can see myself doing that. 
And that's the point. It's like, let yo, my man. manager say something to me, like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. This, this. What, was, what was the character's name, man? The, the, I know the brother, he played in, uh, he played in Soul Food. <laughs> he played in Soul Food. He cheated. He cheated on Michael uh, Beach. Yeah, Michael Beach. Yeah, man. He he flipped over. He flipped over that table. I've I've been wanting to flip over many tables, many days, yeah. brother Jay. So when I see a black man like showing out because it's something, 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 some kind of point of conflict with his employer. Ah, oh, man, I get it. <laughs> I get it, yo. It's like my man, my man. I got yeah, you, you know man. what I'm saying. But I'm concerned. I was entertained. I was entertained by AB, brother Jay, but I was concerned at the same time. Yeah. And all and all of that, you know, all of that is like in the first week of the new year, man. So I don't know what the hell the rest of the year got to look what we got to look forward to, man. I'm I'm I think I'm gonna close my eyes now. Like I'm gonna whenever I see something on the news, I'm holding my breath because I'm just like, please don't. It, it and it's similar, funny, funny, and I know we beating a dead horse, but even when we hear stuff on the news some of the stereotypes of things that we're hearing, we're like, please don't let this be a brother. Please don't, please don't let it be a brother. And That'd be so, my prayer. It'd be my prayer every time, man. And then when it's not, you'd be like, woo. But then when it is, you'd be like, this motherfucker. And then, yeah, because then you think, then you think, oh, nah, man, brother would never do that. And it's like, damn, that was a brother. <laughs> like the like the DC snipers, man. I was like, nah, ain't no, ain't, that, that can't be no brother, man. And show a shit stick, man. I, my prayer, my prayer went unanswered on that one. Bro. Everyone, then everyone was looking like, see, see, like all these other times, like you had one, but this one, this one takes the cake. Yeah, like you gave us eight last week, but this one, this one probably takes takes over all of those. And going back to those stereotypes, there's certain things that you know, we'd be like, "Mm, we don't do shit like that. Nah, man. And, And and I think that alone, right? Just the private dialogue that happens within the black community. That should be cause for pause when we see individuals acting outside of, you know, like, I, I know y'all, you know, we, we've done some crazy stuff, but like, mm, probably shouldn't have did it that way. Like, yeah, someone man. I remember, remember when James Evans threw the chair <laughs> and, and good times, man, like, I, I like uh, Florida was, I don't know if it had something to do with his health or something. And, and she was like, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z. He just got fed up, man. He said, damn it, you heard what I said? He picked up the chair and threw it against the wall in the project. The chair exploded, man. In the jet. It was one of those, it was one of those, it was one of those moments, man. I just seen brothers fuck up some furniture. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, but it, it, but it, right? But that's a deeper thing. It's like I've reached the point in which like I am now explosive in response to my emotions. Mm-hmm. Like in that James Evans situation, he already stated what was going to happen or what he was going to do. And so like thinking about that clip, he's probably processing like what, what happened, how it's impacting him. And then his wife, you know, Florida, Florida had this thing where she, she annoyed me. She was very passive aggressive. She was, but she also nagged a lot, bro. Like mm-hmm. it was like, "Yo, relax some." And then she, oh, James, every time, every time, <laughs> James, don't don't go get the rent money <laughs> by going down to the pool hall. Put your pool cube up, James. She worried, and then it was like everything was like a, a everything was an emergency. Damn, damn, <laughs> damn! Like 
See, no, you can't have black you. Jesus on the wall, James. So, of course, my of course my son painted it. <laughs> she, she annoyed me, but like in that particular clip that you're referencing, it was like he had enough, and he wasn't able to say, "Let's stop having this conversation. I've I've had enough at the moment. Let's talk about it later." It was, you heard what I said, I said what I said, and this is what I'm going to do. And then it was the straw, right? You slowly saw the straw fall, and then you saw the chair flying. And mm-hmm. everyone's looking mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what happened? And it was, <laughs> that's not funny, right? But I've been in situations where individuals go off, and now everyone wants to play the victim. It's like, no, 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 you don't get to play the victim. You made them do this. Yep, yep, yep. You kept adding. I remember we were, bro, I was in junior <laughs> high school. It's in junior high school. And we knew the brother had an anger problem. We did. We knew the brother had an anger problem. So whenever he got mad, like, we just cleared out. Like, we, he would, but he was real smooth. He'd be like, yo, 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 Jones, not today, bro. And when he said that, bet I got up from the lunch table. I moved. I wasn't bothering him for the day. You just knew. Like, you just knew. It's like, you, yeah, man. We, we had enough. And even mm-hmm. one of the teachers, she was like, okay, I can see that you're getting upset and you're shutting down. So let's talk about this tomorrow. And she moved, right? Because she, she knew, she knew some furniture moving. She felt it. I think the ancestors jumped in and said, hey girl, this ain't the one today. But we had one brother who was, uh, was from the mountains. Wasn't a brother, but you know, young boy mm-hmm. from the mountains. And I guess he wanted to prove his manliness. Mm. And so uh, the young brother in question was in the locker, minding his business. The dude from the mountain comes up and just, you know how when people was in the locker, you would like play and like act like you was going to close it Mm -hmm, or you would mm -hmm. push it. Yeah. He pushed it and (laughs) he didn't just stop. He just kept hitting it. Mm. And he was like, yo, bro, not today. And everybody just slowly, it was like a Western when you hear Tumbleweeds and shit rolling past. Oh, time to go. Bro, I needed to get in my locker, which was like four or five away from his. And as I'm turning, I I see it happening. I'm just like, I'm going to just have to get in a fraction. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to be unprepared because the longer I stay here, I'm going to be in the area of imminent danger. Mm -hmm. Bro, by the time he said, yo, not today, they pushed the locker door. Mm. He snapped up, grabbed him by his neck, put his head in the locker, and took the door and just kept slamming it. Bruh, all of a sudden, you can see the door of the locker was bending, and he just Mm. kept doing it. Blood was gone all over the place. We walked away. So the teachers was running like, oh, my God, what happened? And somebody explained it. (laughs) She was my English teacher. She was a cool white lady, bro. She was a cool white lady. Miss Collins, she said, well... He told you to stop. <laughs> hey, man, that's some real shit. She said, now look, now, now you got a mess all in the hallway. So she goes to the guy who is bloody. She said, go to the bathroom, clean yourself up. She's like, and you go to the bathroom down this way. You clean yourself up and cool off and be in my class in 15 minutes. And everyone else is sitting there looking at the broken locker door, the blood on the floor. And then we go and mind our business. So later, you know, they're bringing people in for questions. Like it was an investigation and they asked me what I saw. I was like, I just saw a lot of commotion. 
I'm staying out of it. He was so, Michael Evans. <laughs> yo, I saw a lot of commotion. Not to mention, right? We our school had cameras, so you saw what happened. You want me? No, I just I just saw a lot of commotion. I don't know. I was going to my locker, and then I saw the time, so I turned to bounce. And then when I looked at the tape, I did just that. I was like, whew. Turned it down. <laughs> Your story matched yeah, up with I, the video. I got nervous. As soon as he's like, well, on the video, I'm just like, oh, shit. But that's what I did, right? But the English teacher, when she said, he told you to stop. And we get in class, and she's teaching like nothing happened. Everyone's still like, what just happened? He's sitting there. You can tell he's upset. She's handing out the like the worksheet she hands one to him she puts her hand on his back taps him a few times and keeps talking like doesn't miss a beat we get dismissed out of class early to go for something and the principal comes down and was like yo i need to see she was like yep we're gonna be done in a couple seconds i'll send him your way when i'm done like what you're not going to do is make a thing out of this right now because i got some context for what happened and so she was like all right cool I'm going to walk with you up here because she was like, I don't like how he interrupted it. And I need to make sure that they have all the information. Appreciate it. Right. That was, she was my ride or die at that point. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. But how it all played out, they both got suspended. <laughs> One got suspended longer because, you know, obviously. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but it was that moment where she was like, he told you to stop. She said, no, he probably shouldn't have cause blood to spew from your head, but you were wrong to begin with, right? He told you to stop. And so they were trying to say, oh, he had anger issues. One, black folks, we knew the brother had anger issues. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't none of their business, right? And so mm-hmm. she was like, no, it wasn't an anger issue. It was he was having a bad day and he told someone to stop and he had enough, right? I mean, she was like about to lose her job advocating for the brother. Hey man, Florida Evans understood why James threw that chair. She did. Well, I mean, because that's not the first time James did something yeah, like that. Yeah, so she kind of knew. She kind of knew. And she always did that. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fro move. I, ooh. Hey man, rest in, rest in peace to Esther Rowe, who what played she, Florida what Evans. She, you're so wrong. Hey man, man, and uh, and Janet Dubois, who played Walona in the Good Times, man. Sisters, lovely sisters of. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. But Florida, shout, out, shout out to Good Times. Florida man. or Esther didn't, like <laughs> her character, she would push too hard. And I think, I don't, I don't think, and this is probably a conversation for another day, like how do we recognize other people's limits? True. Like how can we assess when you're the cause of the storm, Right. Because a lot of times we want to play the victim and it's like, no, you don't get to do that. You don't get and to. Pe- and people don't believe that they're the cause of the yeah, storm. Like, no, like I told someone, I remember having a conversation. I said, yo, you about to get what's not meant for you. And I need you to leave me alone. And they just looked at me. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to extend grace to someone that's not extending it to me. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in this moment, you're about to get something that's not meant for you. So it would be best if you tarry on that way. I gave him a warning. A lot of times emotions get the best of you and you don't really have enough. You don't have the capacity to give a warning. It's nice when you get warning shots in the hood, yeah. right? But sometimes stuff escalates too fast and you don't get warning shots. So now you, everybody got to duck. 
And even and even in AB's case, like, what do you say to a coach, to your coach, your head coach is telling you to get back in the game, and regardless if you're not if you're not catching enough enough passes to meet your financial incentives, or you legit hurt, and you're telling the coach, and the coach kind of ignores it. Then you, you you throw off your shoulder pad, strip down to your skivvies, <laughs> and you chunk up the deuces. Like not, yo, I mean, not to mention you you throw your stuff in the stand so people can make some money off of. It. Hey man, hey hey, take these game worn gloves and, and put them on, put them on, put them on eBay. The, the day that Antonio Brown potentially squandered the rest of his career, <laughs> oh, you might be able to take a picture of him and sell it as an NFT or some shit. <laughs> Hey, hey, I just made that person some money. Whoever whoever caught that glove, man. Need an AB NFT quick. <laughs> shoot us a donation at GRG. Yeah, man. Yeah. Please, please, please. We we uh we would prefer cash <laughs> in an envelope. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't cash out because uh, Yeah, don't cash out. We don't need the tax implications. Yeah, we we good over here. <laughs> but no, I think I think that's something we could table for another conversation, like knowing your limits, like emotional regulation and how how to respond instead of react yeah man definitely don't want to be ab man if you don't have to be Mm. well on that note it's been another edition of the game recognized game podcast with rlj and kev i'm kev that's rlj and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution where evolution is revolution until we meet again Be light. Be light.